to our word today. Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you, honoring you, loving you, blessing you, praising you, lifting you up. With all that is within us, we bless your holy name, Father. We thank you so much for choosing us, being here for us. Thank you, Lord, for gathering our faith family together today. Excuse me, that we can receive everything you have for us today. We don't have to wait for anything. We can grab it now. And so we thank you, Lord, that you've given us the ability that when we come to your throne room, we already know we have what we're asking for. We thank you so much, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So we're going to talk about uh, faith, a force to be reckoned with. Amen. Faith is a force to be reckoned with. That term, I meant to look it up. I usually look things like that up. I got a little distracted from it, but, but it's, that really means to be reckoned with. It means that you can't ignore it. That's generally what that term reckoning refers to. It's got to be factored in. It's got to be understood. It's got to be addressed. So if faith, faith is a force to be reckoned with, you can't ignore it. Amen. It, it must play into your your understanding of life, your understanding of God and what he has for you. Uh, so and it won't be denied. And so faith must be reckoned with for by us as people and by other spiritual forces. Amen. Other other uh, forces in the universe have to reckon with faith. They have to give an answer to faith. Amen. So faith really kind of gets in control of things, and it also cannot be denied. It's it's something that cannot be ignored. It can't be overlooked. It can't be overrun. It can't you can't run it out of town. You can't make it quit. Uh, it's not intimidated. Uh, why? Because it is a, a spirit of God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's part of the Holy Spirit's armament. Uh, and we also know it as a fruit of the Spirit. And so once we understand that faith has that power, has that ability, I think we have to reckon with it too. I reckon faith is my friend. <laughs> if it can do all of that, I just reckon it's, it's going to help me. And I want it for my friend. So, so this is, this is what we do when we attempt to live for God, when we step out and do anything uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we, we must reckon with faith. We must allow faith to do its work. We must understand that faith is a spiritual force that, that has its own life, that has its own, uh, assignment, that has its own mind and understanding and will and all of that. Uh, and so you don't have to tell faith what, I mean, you don't have to work a lot when you have faith involved. You just have to, to believe in it. You know, put your confidence in the fact that faith knows what it's here for, knows what he's doing, uh, knows what he wants to do, what, what can be accomplished, all of that. This is the force of faith. This is what faith does. And so, uh, we, we need to understand too that when, when we say that faith is a spiritual force, it is one that cannot be seen. And so we're talking about things that do deal with the invisible realm. Amen. Uh, you need to understand also that faith will have its way once it's engaged. 
So faith, faith knows what to do. Amen. So really when we say that faith is a force, that means that it can really force its way into any situation, any, um, condition, uh, any, um, uh, activity. It has its own mind about what it's doing, which means that we we don't have to worry about once we believe. In other words, once we believe and set faith in motion, we don't have to worry about, we'll get it over here and get it. Is it working? Is it not working? No, 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 no. It's a force all of itself. It knows what to do. Faith can force healing into your body. Amen. It, it it really can when you think about it. Um, you, say for instance, you go to a healing meeting, and <clears throat> God begins to call out what it is that's troubling you, and you raise your hand, and then you start to operate that part, and you find out that it's suddenly the pain's not there, the joints loosened up, whatever, whatever. Well, you didn't sit there and say faith. Come here, fix my arm. You didn't tell it what to do or him what to do. Faith knew what to do when you release your faith so that when you release your ability and your desire to have it, then your faith takes over and knows exactly what to do. So this is the thing we've got to understand. When, when we have these doubts creeping up, you know, why God is it taking, you know how we do. It's just the same old thing. It's just a little carnal mindedness that we get into along the journey of believing God. You slip back over into watching things in the natural. And once you get on that road, faith has to have a way to pull you back into him. So faith, your faith, it's got to be reckoned with, folks. It just can't, you can't just sit there and ignore faith. Once you start believing something and you say, for instance, you're believing God for, you know, one of your children to straighten up. They haven't been coming to church or they haven't been doing this, haven't been doing that. And, and you believe in God. I believe in God. Do your little confession, you, you know, see to the righteous, and yada, 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 yada. And you don't even remember when the last time you confessed it, but you, you believe in God. You believe in God. And, uh, and, and if you start allowing yourself to only look at how that child is behaving, amen, you'll get discouraged. Mostly we get interested in the natural because we already ticked off. We're looking for further evidence. See, I told you. Who told who what? Where did I told you come from? You know, we say that all the time. I knew he wasn't gone. How you knowing all that stuff? This mighty woman of paste and flour, mighty man of... You know what I'm saying? How you knowing all that? Or when something you've been believing for doesn't turn out the way you thought. I knew it. I knew it. Something told me that was going to happen. Well, you got to start quit listening to something. And start listening to the word you've been speaking over it. Huh? 
I don't care how many times something goes the wrong direction, God can turn it around. See, we take one wrong direction, uh, uh, you know, happening, and we think everything's lost. You know, your heart sinks. You just, you know, I thought it was going to happen this way and that way. You thought wrong. Hello? You can be wrong, little Miss Know-It-All or Miss Mighty Woman of Paste and Flour. Uh, you can be wrong. Amen? And then faith will come along one day and say, hey, remember this? Remember what we talked about? Remember? 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 You can't get it out your mind. You say, well, God, is it still going to happen? Uh, what do you think? See, he's a force to be reckoned with. You can go through all your drama, all your uh, it'll never happen, you know, all your I knew it, something told me. You can go through all that, and you have not impressed faith one little bit because faith is going to do his job no matter what you do. His job never depended on you acting right anyway. His job depends on God's word. And once you set faith in motion, you better watch out because faith is going to knock on, you're going to rap on your door and tap on your window pane. Amen. Hey, yeah. I wish I had somebody over in the. I'm going to rap on your door, tap on your window pane. Yeah. Look, look, look. Look who always shows up. Amen. Till you get what you want, that's all he's going to do. You got me? We will take another offering for that, whatever it was. You understand what I'm saying? He's going to keep bugging you. You're going to get mad at your faith. And we'll say it again. You're going to get mad at your faith. Then you can't blame it on Pastor Barb all the time for reminding you of what you prayed for. Huh? I don't have to be the bad guy all the time. I let faith. Because he is a force to be reckoned with. You don't turn him loose in your life and go do something else. know who y'all think we dealing with here we dealing with almighty god underline all a-l-l almighty he's mightier than your bad attitude he's mightier than your dis- discouragement he's mightier than your disappointment he might mightier than all your disses amen and that faith will come right back around again and remind you of the conversation you had when you least want to be reminded of it. Remember you asked for this? Well, let's get back on it again, girl. You've been over there whining and crying and lamenting long enough. So get up, dust yourself off, and let's get over here and get back to work again. But get back to believing. Now, why do you think faith is that persistent? Because it's the one thing that connects you to God and a good life. It's the one thing. So he's not going to quit and just like his feelings get hurt because you in a bad mood. I don't think so. Amen. 
faith is an overcoming power, which means he can overcome you. Almighty God. All, A-L-L, mighty. Amen. Yeah, he does. He's not a loser. He's not a quitter either. Amen. And he don't mind living in you when you say you quit. Huh? He just ignore you and go on to something else. Amen. You know how sometimes your little kids, when they first start talking, they don't understand half the stuff, but they'll hold you a conversation for an hour if you let them. You know, say, yeah, 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 like that little girl with the lick dick. My dick dick. You know, and I'm looking at this, I said, and this daddy of hers should have quit a long time ago. Now, he's going to be sorry he finished this conversation with her. Amen. And she just went on and on and on. And then he said, well, where'd you get the, I buy it at Home Depot. And that's when he put the mic down. See, he was done then. But, you know, we can carry on conversations of nothingness all day long. This, this is the way God looks at us sometimes. The same way you look at your little kids and they just babbling and talking. Amen. Cause they hear you talking. They say, well, I talk just as good as she. She ain't making no sense either. So I keep running my mouth. <laughs> they want to get in on the conversation. Amen. So the Holy Spirit looks at us just like some little kid that, you know, they just babbling. They don't mean it. Cause he knows your heart. We can say we don't want something a hundred times a day, and he looks in there. He says, "Yes, you do, because you asked me for it." Once you once you register on his scale with desire, he's on the job. See, and he's going to manifest. Why God says he can't deny himself. He can't deny. He promised to give it to you, so it's coming. Amen. Ready or not. We ain't going there, okay, Alicia. She don't even know that one. That was before her time, see. Whatever. But uh, you know what I'm saying. You 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 will get a reminder. You get a note in your box. Huh? That this is still on the table. I still got this for you. If you want to get serious with me, we'll get serious and we'll get it to you. Amen. But I'm still on the clock. I'm still working it out for you. Amen. And so we will get those reminders, you know. Now, there are people that, and I'm not saying that there's everybody gets everything they want, whether they still want it or not. That is not what I'm saying. But you might as well want it again because you wanted it one time. Amen. And you, you might as well want it again because God has it for you. Amen. He has it reserved for you. And so you might as well humble yourself. You know, sometimes we think if it doesn't come in a certain time or it doesn't come here, doesn't it? we don't want it anymore. Amen. Abraham and Sarah felt, felt that way. They had wound up having to eat their words. Why? Because the faith Abraham walked in when, when he believed God the first time, that faith was still in force. It was still in operation in his life. And it would come alive every time God visited him and told him there's more. Amen. So he and Sarah believed again. You know, it's like we think, well, you know, I quit believing for that. Well, you can believe again. Amen. Yeah, Everybody drops the ball sometime. 
you know, you get discouraged, you get whatever, and you, yeah. Well, I wanted, I wanted a, a bigger paycheck because I wanted to get some real nice clothes. And now that I got older, the clothes don't mean nothing. Well, it's a perfect time for you to get the big paycheck because that means it won't mess you up. Amen. God ain't interested in. He said He's already taking care of what you eat, drink, and wear. So He ain't all slap happy about you and your wardrobe. But He will answer that prayer when your heart is right. Amen. Faith works by love. We gotta keep that in mind. See, it's a spiritual force that works by love. So a heart that is open to the will of God is a receptacle for the word and and spiritual forces that keep that word in motion that keep that word manifesting that keep that keeps that word coming forth so if if you love god he says you'll obey my commandments you'll do what i tell you to do you won't be getting mad at me over some dresses or you know over what else it is you mad about you know trying to keep up with the joneses and all that kind of stuff that you, you won't get, as long as you don't get mad at me over that, we good. Amen. God will bring you many, many things that you desire. He wants to win your heart over first. Amen. And so he, he wins his people's hearts over. And from that heart of love and that heart of wanting to do good, then God is able to let faith work and accomplish everything that you need in life is accomplished by faith. But you need to know that you can't make faith quit. You can't make faith leave you alone because you didn't create him. You don't really understand him. You just understand what he can do. We understand on the performance end, if we hold on long enough, we will get that thing that we desire. And so that's sometimes as far as our understanding of faith, faith goes. But if you think about it, we have quit on things so many times. Given up. Don't want it. Don't. Yeah. Well, no. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, I can always tell when somebody's in faith, you know, their response is different. You know, you, you know, people who are in faith will say things like, not yet. Or, but I'm still believing. You know, that's the heart of love. That's a, it's a humble heart. That's a heart that God can, can work in, you know, but if you blow it, no. Well, I just go someplace else, you know, even faith is still there and it's still ready to work for you, but you got to get in gear with him. Amen. You got to get in, in love. You got to get in sync. You got to get in, in the realm of faith where he is so that you can work hand in hand with him and you're not an opposing force all the time where he's got to force these you know people say things where the holy spirit's a gentleman he don't force it but faith ain't like that your faith has to be able to conquer it's an overcoming power it ain't nice you understand what i'm saying you don't need nice stuff in you all the time. You need something to shake you up, make wake you up, and make you get in your right mind, your right spiritual mind. And faith is able to do that. He'll just remind you. Sometimes you'll be sitting, your mind will be blank, thinking about nothing, and all of a sudden it'll come to you, oh, I need to get up and worship God. Well, who you think told you that? The devil ain't told you to worship nobody but him. Amen. 
So, so you know that conviction to worship God is coming from the spirit of faith, amen, who wants you to be engaged in, in your promises. He wants you to be engaged in your future. He wants you to be engaged in what's going forward and, and allow him to work with you. You know, there are people, I see people over the years come and go. Believe in God for this. Believe in God. God told me he's going to do this, going to do that, going to do that. And and they quit. Quit coming to church. You don't see him anymore. Well, what do you think happened to their faith? He's just waiting to the right time. Because he's a force to be reckoned with. Number one, if you're crazy enough to fall out with God because he didn't pay your rent that one time. Or he didn't let you keep your crazy boyfriend even though he wasn't saved. You fell out with him because he's trying to keep you saved and not let you let some brother take you to hell. You understand what I'm saying? You get up and you walk away from God. Well, you don't walk away from nothing. He's still in you. And the Holy Spirit is not going to let, if if the the most he can do is keep you from going to hell, he's going to wake you up one day and remind you, you got an appointment in heaven still. I know you're mad at God because you didn't get so-and-so. You didn't know enough about him to get much at all. What, what you got, you got on credit. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the Holy Spirit will wake you up and remind you of these things. Even if it, it's not for what it is that, that you fell out with God about, amen, but he will remind you of some prayer, some promise, some something that God has promised you because he is a force to be reckoned with. You, He can't deny himself. He said, listen, I'm holding on to a ticket to heaven for you. Even if you get sick and on your deathbed, he's going to come and ring your number. And remind you, you got a ticket to cash in. And you can repent and be forgiven of all that backsliding you did, all that crazy stuff. You can still be forgiven because I cannot be denied my assignment to get you what you ask God for. Well, you confess Christ as Savior. You ask God to take you to heaven, among other things. But that was the bottom line thing for most of us is to save us from hell. You know, now some people think, well, that's selfish. Well, that's better than going to hell. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Get real here. Carnal people are selfish people. Saints are too. You understand what I'm saying? And so we got to understand where God God wants to take us. Your faith cannot be denied, folks. Your faith will come. You know, people kill me. They sit up and watch people and try to determine, well, well, did did they repent before they that ain't your business you don't saint peter you don't have no keys to nothing to let nobody in the pearly gates taint your business it's the holy spirit's business to keep us right and get us right and prepare us you understand what i'm saying you know we try to look at people yeah, well, you know, they've been in a coma for all this time. Maybe God's preparing them. You don't know that. Especially when they jump up and get up off their bed and start walking and living again. You, 
you will be most shocked. See, salvation belongs to God. That's He said the Bible says he knows those that are his. You don't know. He knows. He's the only one who needs to know. I don't care if nobody believes you saved. Once you give your heart to God, <laughs> it's his best between you and him. Amen. People will put you in hell so fast it'll make your head swim if they can. <laughs> you know, there's some people on television, evangelists on there, talk about their family members. Number one, quit talking about your family members if you're on TV. How can they have a relationship with God and you broadcasting at their every move? Well, I went to them and asked them to uh, pray to pray. They ain't going to pray it with you, no way. Why you got to be their ticket in? You know, one night they're talking out of their head and the janitor's mopping the floor. And the, they wake up and the janitor say, I've been hearing you scream for God. I can tell you how to find him. Count nobody's sins trying to keep them out of salvation. You're supposed to be a soul winner. You're supposed to be telling people how to get saved. Amen. So so faith is, though, is, is a force to be reckoned with. You know, when you start praying for people, when you start declaring their salvation and, and, you know, petitioning God to save their souls and you find in the word where God has promised those things, you've got to start counting those things as done. Because once you turn that over to your faith, then your faith knows how to get the job done. You know, faith knows how to reckon with people, knows how to talk to people, knows how to get them in the place in front of the right people so their faith can be released so that they can do the will of God, so they can make that confession. So don't ever count that just these are invisible things, folks. We're not supposed to be able to observe them. You can't look at people and tell who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. Amen. You just can't do it. We got to find us a better pastime, folks. Go start praying for the sick people. Get in your Bible and learn how to believe God for for health and for that kind of thing, so you can help people. You're not help helping people trying to determine if they're saved or not. Amen. So so <clears throat> there are forces at work in the earth, life and death, good and evil. These forces have the ability to force certain things to happen. Amen. Say like if evil is reigning in a place. Evil has the the spirit the different spirits that that work in the dark areas have the ability to force certain things on people. Got me? Witchcraft spirits, they'll get people on drugs and you tell me people who are on drugs have control over what they do. They don't have control over what they think, what they say, what they do to themselves, what they do to other people. So if the devil has a force that can force people, God must have a greater force that can do a greater forcing. Now, that may not be nice to certain people's ears. You don't like to hear that God forces people because we've been lied to. If what do you think almighty means? 
the Bible says, I am the God of all flesh. Nothing's too hard for me. If he created flesh, he can control flesh. He knows how to do it. God does things in accordance with his laws. Amen. He Listen, how do you think people get saved? You got persuaded, backed into a corner, and felt like you weren't going to take another breath if you didn't, if God didn't come help you. Now, I don't know if you want to call that force or arm twisting or, but you got persuaded beyond the point that you could refuse any longer. Most say it again. You got persuaded beyond the point that you could refuse any longer. Those of us who have confessed Christ. Now, people who haven't confessed him yet, their time's coming. And they will be afforded that same situation. See, I don't think people are as tough as, because then evil would could overpower good. You got to believe in God's almighty power to get the job done before you can believe for a soul to be saved. The way you see people carrying on. Amen. And once you get that discouragement in you, the devil will make sure you see them acting up every time you see them. To reinforce that it won't happen for them. Amen. But we all know better than that. We walk by faith, not by sight. So God, help me to not look at people so much. Help me to look beyond where they are. Help me to know that ain't my business when they get saved and how they behave. Help me to know the truth, Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so faith then is a spiritual force to be reckoned with. If you, if you don't believe that, how can you believe God to, to make a limb, a crooked limb straight? Or make a, because that's the work of the devil. Sickness is the work of hell. And if you don't believe faith is more powerful and can force its way into a painful uh, uh, joint or a tumor that's laying in a vital organ, if you don't believe the Holy Ghost has that kind of power to invade that, drive it out, make it quit, and never come back, you can't believe God for his word. See, we start out by, you know, just because we're weak, that don't make him weak. You know, God asked Moses, said, whoever told you I was weak? God can do anything. And then he starts showing up in thunder and lightning. People got scared and ran. So he proved himself he was almighty. He said, you want to see people scatter? Watch what I do. It's okay. <laughs> All righty then. Huh? So so we've got to believe the force of faith is powerful enough, forceful enough. We don't like that word. Nowhere in the Bible can I see it says the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. People make them words up and hang them on God. He, You know, sometimes you don't need, I don't need God to be gentle with me all the time. Really, I didn't need my husband to be gentle with me all the time. He just would get in trouble for smacking me around. Get smacked back first, and then I call the cops. No. Okay, wake up, y'all. Poppy, Poppy, can you help me out back there? Just a little amen with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
right in there at the right time. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you just, you know, you just need to be, men walk away from you when you start arguing because they know you need that slap. Now, how'd I get there? I left that spot. I left that spot. I left that spot. How'd I get back there again? Huh? Huh? You think, hey, if she come to her senses, she going to have to do it on her own this time because I can't help the sister. She be on help. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> go to go to neutral corner. Report to neutral corner. But but we need we need overpowering. Sometimes God is not going to let you go to hell because you so steeped in your sin. And you feel like you can't do any better. Or you feel like you can't do what's necessary. Amen. He's not going to let, he he doesn't quit. He doesn't give up. And you've got to believe that faith is that determined, that is that powerful, or else you will quit on it. You'll think once you quit, faith is gone. And the promise is gone. And what happened to all that stuff you had on order in heaven? Huh? Because you know how we do. We can do some shopping sometimes. Huh? You give one of them good Holy Ghost moves and God, and I want this, I want that. And God, while we at it, I can, I can, you understand what I'm saying? You got a list as long as you know how they bring out them Santa lists and it's on a long scroll and everything. It's, that's you. You got all that on order. Amen. And now you want to quit because you, you tired. Tired of waiting, tired of this, tired of that. Amen. Huh? You might be tired, but he ain't. And that's just your flesh. Your spirit cannot uh, feel tired. He runs on eternal strength. I'm going to say it again. Your human spirit connected to the Holy Spirit is just like, you know, if you plug plug your appliance into a, a wall socket. As long as you're connected to the Spirit of God, you run. Amen. You believe. You worship. You're thankful. You're all of those things. It's when you start dabbling over into the carnal mind, looking around to see what's changed. Amen. Well, we know for a fact you ain't changed because you're just as snoopy and unbelieving and suspicious as, as you always were. Your flesh kind of ain't going to change a whole lot. You're just going to have to ignore it and give more into your spiritual life. You, you know, allow your mind to be renewed and you won't be so easily distracted by things that disappoint you. Just let your mind be renewed. God, I can't believe I wouldn't be concerned about X, Y, and Z. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm really not. Things that used to upset you, you just look at them and and don't even pay attention to them anymore. Why? Because your mind's been renewed beyond the level of being upset about things that you've already committed to God. See, if God has that, he's taking care of it. you got to believe he's doing that. Amen? You know, it's like, you know, when I was married, I would think, well, he should have bought something by now. You know, especially, 
Are y'all be looking at me like I'm an alien or something. I'm probably like most of you, only more honest. More honest about it. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. You know, it's my little suspicious mind. You should have bought something by now. I didn't know that God had a special relationship with husbands. They're the only species I know that can go out on Christmas Eve with a list full of and find everything on the list, no problem. And I'm sitting there a week before Christmas looking in the closets and everywhere and getting nervous. And, you understand what I'm saying? When is it coming? He ain't going to get that. I know I asked him for it. He ain't going to get it. You know, and Christmas Day look real stupid every single time because everything's right there. Got me? Yep. It's called grace. Yeah. It shows up when they want it to show up. Just like your little stuff that you always. (laughs) You know, women tend to sweat more with with God, with their prayers and stuff. We did we ain't satisfied and we ain't sweating stuff, you know. Doubting, calling for it, bombarding heaven. Remember them days? I soon learned you don't knock on God's door real hard, you know. You don't have to do all that to get anything from God. Only believe. Or men could just work it out with God and go get it. Amazing how that works. I'm not saying women can't, but that's more toward a man's nature. They don't sweat a lot. They don't like that. They don't like fretting, sweating, crying. Unless they're in trouble with the wife, you know, that's a totally different story. <laughs> oh, baby, baby, please, baby. Just close the door. Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Right. <laughs> Give me the car key. Give me the car key. Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. I'm straight now. I ain't gonna do it no more. Huh? He was only late to dinner. He was just, you know, lighten up everybody. So, but it's like that, you know. Sometimes men are just matter of fact about stuff when they know when to move. You know, women think they got to persuade God every five minutes to get up and do something. He's not your husband. You got it? Need to lighten up on the husband, too, because they know what they're going to do. Amen? <laughs> Number one thing, they ain't going to do it listen to you. Got our father in trouble. Listening to the wife instead of God. Huh? No, they're they're going to wait until they hear from the Lord. And you can't be nudging God. He ain't going to put up with it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you will get the righteous slap and put it in your foot. God just won't say nothing to you. You understand what I'm saying to you? Straighten up. And so this is life, folks. But I can tell you that the spirit of faith will get the job done you got to be confident in that you you can't tell god how to do something when to do it those are indications of doubt 
to your shows you're watching, what are you watching for? Oh, I'm watching for the manifestation. <clears throat> you liar. You're watching to see if God's working or not. You're watching to see if he's going to do it. And there's a doubt. Because you're supposed to believe it's done already. Turn to Mark 11. Verse 20. In the morning they passed by and saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Jesus, the day before, had looked on the fig tree. Now, this is my understanding of how figs grow. The fruit precedes the leaves. They say it's the one fruit where the fruit shows up first and then then the leaves show up. Okay? So leaves indicate fruit must be there. And this is why Jesus cursed it, because it was a deceptive tree. It it somehow had gotten to where the manifestation wasn't coming the way it was supposed to. So it was no good. Amen. It was no good. So it meant that it did not bear any fruit at all that year. So if it's not bearing fruit, it's a good indication to us. Get busy for God. You got me? Bible says when when the branches don't produce, they get pruned, cast into the fire. So you got to be a producer for God in order to live and flourish. Amen. And so people say, well, why do why do he kill that tree? Well, why would he kill somebody who's living for the devil? You understand? Let you go to hell because you've made your choice already. So the tree was no good because the fruit should have been there. It was not there. Amen. And so it it wasn't being given another chance, another season maybe to come back. It was not going to happen. And so it, it says in the morning they passed by, saw the tree dried up from the roots. And people, Peter calling into remembrance said, Master, behold, the tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said to them, have faith in God. And this is faith in words. This is what he's talking about here. It's faith in words. He said, for truly I say to you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, he said, therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your Father in heaven will also forgive your trespasses. Because if you don't forgive, Father won't forgive you and you don't get anything. See, it was all said in one conversation. And people will tell you, you know, to kind of ridicule people. But every time you go, God, you don't have to confess nothing. I do. I confess my mind is wayward. I confess I would be further along if I could stay focused on you longer, Jesus. Can you help me? Confess. There's always something to confess. Huh? Some people need to confess Netflix. Just say, I mean, hey, this ain't, we ain't the Catholic. This is a 
confessional ain't open right now. You confess to God whatever you need to confess to him. But, you know, some of this stuff is a problem for us. We count it a small thing. You know, them small things add up after a while. You don't want to get too many of them in your in your column. So so the essence here, he's part of it is is where you place your faith, your faith. When he says have faith in God, that means in God's word and God's power in God's heart, God's desire to bless you. In all of the attributes of God that are necessary for you to get your your the thing that you desire, you got to put your total trust, your total confidence in Him. It's like you saw people would go to Jesus and say, um, "Lord, if if you're willing, you can." They knew He had the power because they saw it all the time. They didn't know if that power would work for them because they didn't feel worthy. See, if you're willing, you can. Why would he not be willing? Because you don't deserve for him to be willing. That's a kind of a common human thinking. You know, even saved people think that way from time to time. We think, well, God, what's holding? It must be me. (laughs) You know, you need to have the conversation with God. God, why is it that I can get to a certain point believing you and all of a sudden it's like a door shuts on me where I don't think I'm supposed to be able to proceed any further? Or it doesn't get in. It's not easy for me to stay in faith. My mind keeps wandering. I keep building up stuff that that might be the issue. You know, you can go so back, far back in your memory. When stuff don't go right, the devil will help you all day long to condemn yourself. You know, pretty soon you shot Kennedy. You kidnapped the Lindbergh baby and done all it. I was with Dillinger. That was me in that movie with him that night. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, come on, y'all. And all that's been confessed, but we have a habit of confessing and not believing for the cleansing. You got to believe you're cleansed from all, 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 all unrighteousness. If doubting is unrighteousness, you cleanse from that. Every time it comes up, you say, oh, Lord, here I am again. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Put me back in faith. Put me back in that, that, that lane where it's all good as far as me and you are concerned. That's all you're concerned about is your relationship with him. You know, you know how to get yourself right before God. If you don't, you should. It's, it's your relationship. If things aren't working right and you question something, talk to him about it. Don't be afraid to talk to God. And it, But quit beating yourself up about stuff you've been forgiven for. Learn how to say, God, can you fix me so that this don't keep popping up in my mind every time I want to go forward and do something. It becomes a stumbling block. Amen. And so, so this is very important. The forgiveness factor is because if without that, your faith won't work. Without the peace of God in your heart, God works through the fruit of the spirit. If you can't stay connected to the vine and bearing the fruit, it's going to be hard for your faith to work. Your faith can't work in doubt, unbelief, you know, condemnation, guilt, fear. All of that stuff still is hanging around to condemn us. 
So this is your ticket free. This is your real ticket free right here is the confessing. And why people don't want to confess, I don't know. It's because they don't they don't know the cleansing. See, if 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 I knew that there was a a hot bubble bath waiting for me every time I go home, walk in the door, just, you know, jump over into it, I couldn't wait to get home. You understand what I'm saying? But when you get home, there's work that you left undone. There's you know, you ain't anxious. And so it's the same thing with confessing God. There's a nice clean bath, a blood bath waiting for you at the time of your confession. He says, if you confess, I forgive. When does he forgive? I just don't feel when when you confess. The minute you confess, he forgives you and cleanses you. Well, that couldn't be possible because I feel so bad. You You missed the point. You missed it. Get enlightened. You don't have to feel bad. See, God isn't, what happens with you is not based on how you feel. It's based on what he says and what he does. Now, he has cleansed you at the time you confess. If you go out feeling dirty, that's on you. See, you refuse the cleansing. You know, some people just like to feel bad about stuff. You know, instead of getting happy all the time, they just got to find something, go way back, you know. I beat up my little sister. I never told my mother about it. You understand what I'm saying? She probably told your mother. You understand what somebody told your moms? Little sister's still living. You didn't kill her. Be thankful for that. You understand what I'm saying? Don't get yourself to the point where you like to pick up old stuff and beat yourself up about it. You're not getting any holier. Jesus took a perfect beating for you. Amen. So you don't owe you don't owe God a beating for your bad deeds. Amen. He forgives you. If we knew the power in confession, we'd do it more. We couldn't wait to get there. You got me? This is not something that's mandatory where, you know, even Catholics, you know, they had to, you got to go to confession before you can take communion. How many little Catholic kids ever really did that? (laughs) They're right. (laughs) Confessional had dust bunnies in it. You know, everybody lined up every morning. You got me? So, So God's word is true, folks. You deal with him in your heart. You confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you. You get cleansed so you can go enjoy life. You can't enjoy it with guilt hanging on you, with stuff hanging on you. You enjoy it when you're freed up from that. Amen. And Jesus paid the price for you to be freed up, period. So take advantage of it. Amen. Take advantage of it. So he says, who shall soever shall say. To the mountain. I remember uh, somebody doing a a teaching on this, and it's a very popular teaching during when I was first uh, understanding the things of God in the 90s and, you know, part of the 80s and the 90s. Curse it at the root. You know, that was the new, you know, seldom do little buzz phrases go through the body of Christ that are any good, but that one was some good. Amen. 
And so I remembered hearing that. So every time uh, people would have a growth or something like that, that was how we would pray. It, it's amazing how many people got healed of cancer, how many people were healed of of uh pimples nodules wherever you know we just we curse it and believe the same thing because we have faith in god's word it wasn't my ability to curse anything except because you out if i ain't a good you know what i'm saying i mean come on now that's my human ability amen thank god i don't do that anymore but but the thing of it is you have no power to curse anything on your own so you got to put faith in god's word that he says whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth, loose in heaven. And he has redeemed you from the curse. And so the power to bless or curse is in your mouth by speaking the word of God and following up on God's word. And so this is our understanding and our reassurance that once we put our faith in God, if it's when Jesus said here said, have faith in God. Your faith will move a mountain. Your faith will call, bring what your words come to pass. Your faith will cause you to stand before God and know you're forgiven and cleansed. Your faith is doing all that. Amen. When you put it in God. So you got to have the faith that when I confess my sins, I'm cleansed after I come out of the throne room from from with God. Amen. And I mean the throne room of your heart. You just go inward and say, God, please forgive me for this. I'm just, you know, give me a break help me <laughs> you know here i am I, like uh, david said god you know i'm just dust <laughs> you know, when, you, when you can't think of nothing else remember that you're weak without him you can't make a right decision you can't stand on your own and do a whole lot of anything and so once you understand what when he said have faith in god that faith will do all of these everything if you got a red letter in bible down to verse the end of 26 that's what your faith is going to do all of that so the force of faith when it's released in your words in your asking god he said what you whatever you ask for that also means whatever you say whatever you declare whatever you decree if it is god's word and it's based on god's word god will bring it to pass he likes people who are persistent askers. And this is something sometimes we don't tie it together. We like for the stuff we want to happen real fast, we want to see it real fast. If we don't, if we don't see it real fast, we ain't happy. You understand what I'm saying? Well, God isn't like that. He does things after the counsel of what? His own will, what he wants to do. And so we have to be confident enough to in god to go along with that we have to go along with it. he's not going to move any faster any anything because we want it to happen then there's a reason for that amen because there are many things we say out of our mouths that we don't want to see come to pass but we think we do when we say them got me i don't care if i don't get that job you liar you prayed for it see this is a problem your faith leaves the minute your emotions take over so god wants to get your faith back where it belongs is in your spirit in the emotions of your spirit realm which is the fruit of the spirit 
your spirit man thinks faith, love, joy, peace, right? He don't uh, think disgusted, discouraged. That ain't your spirit man doing that. So you need to repent and flip over back over into listening to your spirit man and speaking his voice, speaking what he says, speaking what's on your heart. It's looking tough out there, I realize. Jobs are scarce. That one left. But you got to hold on and believe God will bring it back to you. See, he's done that. This uh, some I think it was uh, Nola, your cousin, Keisha. She was believing God for a house, and they said somebody else had closed on it and sold a house. And she just went about her merry way. And then before you knew it, she got a call. The house was hers. They were selling it to her again. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, somehow her faith did that in spite of what her mind was going through and thinking. There must have been enough faith in her heart to get God to move on that period. Where it gets canceled is you go and buy another house in the meantime before he can get it freed up for you. That means you really have given up on it. But it doesn't mean God did. God is still going to do it, folks. I don't care how long it's been, how many, you know, whatever, water under the bridge situations, whatever, whatever. If you ask him in faith, believing, Holy Spirit's working on it. Well, how will I know that? You ain't going to know that. It's your problem. You won't know too much stuff. If you find out what he's doing, you beat and talk to him out of doing it. You ain't doing that right. I want you to do it like this. If it was God, it would be sitch and sitch and so and so. Huh? Well, it's God anyhow. Amen. See, our problem is we want him to listen to us every time we get in a fit. He no more hears your fit talk than nothing. Huh? He doesn't answer unrighteousness. He answers faith. He answers righteousness. He answers holiness. He answers love. If you give up on something, that means you've fallen out of love there somewhere. Got me? You just can't give vent to every emotional thing that comes through your mind. Got to let God help you with that. And see, sometimes that's why... Your gimme hasn't come through yet. You got me? You're not settled enough in it to impress God that you really desire it from him. You know? So God is working stuff out in us while we're, quote, unquote, waiting for the manifestation or whatever you want to call it. He's working stuff out in us. We got, we need work. I don't know about you, but I do. You understand what I'm saying? I need an overhaul, a lube, a transplant. You know, whatever God has given up right now. I need it all. And see, really, God has to work two jobs at one time. Because his, his, his vow to us is that we are being shaped and molded into the image of Christ. Jesus ain't a whiner. Amen. He don't quit. He don't get mad at everybody because he don't get his way. 
He don't get mad at the father because it ain't here yet. Amen. The one time he seemed to to be at, at variance with what the father's will was, he worked that out in the garden. Amen. He had to give a token of his own blood in the garden so that the father knew he was willing to go to the cross. I'm going to say it again because this is why a lot of times we don't. When Jesus said, Father, can this cup pass by me? And he went and prayed three times. The last time he prayed, what poured out of his? Amen. When he sweated, blood came. That blood meant I'm willing. I'm going to say it again until somebody really gets it. That blood meant he was willing. Got me? Until then, he was wanting to get out of it. So he gave the father a token of his blood, and that had to happen before he went to the cross. He had to show the father. See, blood is always a token of allegiance. It always seals the oath. It always seals the deal. Jesus being in a human form had to produce blood to the father so that that covenant could be carried through. You got me? He was in indecision, folks, said he didn't want to do it. His words said that. How did he get willing? The blood. Amen. You got me? So so this is what's necessary. God does what's necessary. That blood that he shed for us is not only it's not a token anymore, it's payment. It's total payment. So everything you need has been paid for. Even to straighten out your scrambled up mind. That's been that's been paid for. You'll get your mind back the right way. All you all you got to do is help yourself. You know, a little bit of reading of the word we do. You know, you come in there, look at your Bible, and blow the dust off of it. And go sit down. You understand what I'm saying? Is that's how you help yourself? You help yourself to the word, and God does the rest. Amen. He makes all of that real for us. So so that force of faith, faith is a force to be reckoned with because it cannot be denied. Once you loose it in your life by asking according to the word of God and believing you receive it when you pray. Many times people leave their promise on the table because they don't believe they have it at the time they ask for it. Amen. But if you don't get it then, when are you going to get it? Oh, when it comes. That ain't faith. Amen. Believing, that's Thomas. And he never had a good report in the Bible. You don't want to be like him. What he had was not faith at all. He want to see everything. You know, running around there bragging. and I, I don't know y'all call yourself and been in some tomb this morning looking at and gee, I ain't gonna believe. I don't believe no women. I don't believe in women preachers telling me nothing to do. Believe y'all. 
I ain't going to believe nothing until I put my hand in his. Oh, Jesus, is that you? Ah, I'm sorry. You understand what I'm saying? You know, whatever you need, he'll accommodate you. Jesus ain't scared of his big talk. You understand what I'm saying? The minute he started mouthing off, guess who showed up? Huh? Oh, Thomas, you don't believe in women preachers. You don't like them what the women said. You don't have to take their word for nothing. You oh, you don't even take nobody's word for nothing. Well, okay. I'll meet you on your terms. Don't ever try and demand the terms that God is going to give you your promise on. I'll say it again. Don't ever try and demand the terms through which God will give you your promise. Amen. You might have to go to one of them holy roller meetings and crazy people you haven't heard about. You know, I don't know what they said about us over the years. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I've heard people say, I tell people to come to your meetings. I really do. I say, well, that's good. Wonderful. What do you say about me before they get here? <laughs> People said all kinds. Yeah, they're a little strange over there. Now, that ain't no real church, but they'll help you over there. People said everything. You, you name it, they have said it. Amen? The pastor, she a little rough, but she can get that devil out of you. Good. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's never a a, a recommendation. It's always a drawback qualification a caveat beware you know what i'm saying all that kind of crazy stuff i don't care i'm doing the will of god i don't care if i have to preach to that mouse that runs in and out of here sometimes <laughs> i'll get jerry saved i am thinking about but faith is going to do its job he don't need your permission once you pray and accept him and believe you've received it then he's loose in your life Amen. Thank God for that. Learn how to obey him and learn how to expect what God has promised you to come to pass. That's strong faith. Believing God is able to perform what he says. Believing that what you have asked for will come to pass. It's going to happen. Because many people will believe as long as situations look good, and when it looks bad, they quit believing. So that's weak faith. It quits on people. But Jesus, being the author and finisher of faith, will come up to you one day and and knock on your door and tell you, hey, what happened to this? You were believing me for this over here. What happened? I'm still looking for you to bring that to you. I'm still going to do that in your life. Amen? You know, you'll see sometimes preachers, they try to get away from God, go backslide and divorce the wife and the kids and, you know, still want to run away from God. And, and one day God just taps them on the shoulder, you know, thank God for that. He's not going to let your soul go to hell. He would, And see, faith does that by itself. You don't You don't need to ask him to do any of that stuff. You understand he's already on assignment to save people. Jesus doesn't lose anybody once once he's their savior. That's what that word means. I will save you to the uttermost. 
he's forever working to do that, folks. He would get them back in the ministry if they'd repent. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the whole thing, the whole ball of wax is available to you if you will let faith do its work in your heart. He wants to change you. He wants to make you a believer. He wants to show you that what you're believing for is not impossible for God. No, you know, just get your attention back on what you're supposed to have it on and God will do it. You need to have humility in order for faith to continue to work in you. You've got to humble yourself and say, in spite of what it looks like, I still believe God. See, that's humility on your part, where you have allowed your heart to submit to the will of God in spite of what it looks like. Amen. In spite of, okay, I'm getting getting disconnection notices for my utilities. But, God, I believe that you're going to pay my bill anyway. You understand what I'm saying? Even though you jacked that money off and you know you did. He's going to pay it anyway. He's not a man that he should lie. Amen. Now, you might sit there looking funny for a season, but as soon as you repent, as soon as you get yourself back in faith and back in gear with God, you'll see him start move on your behalf. I don't care how many times you've done it. He will deliver you. He delivers to the uttermost. He saves to the uttermost. He does everything to the uttermost because he doesn't quit. So humble yourself to what God's doing. God, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve you keep coming to me telling me that you're still going to do this, but I believe you're still going to do it. Amen. I believe it. See, Pride wants to say, because it's gone so far in the other direction, I don't want it anymore. That's pride. You wanted it at one time. How come you don't want it now? Amen? And so pride will will trip you up and cause you to stumble over your own situation, over the thing that you're believing God for. But if you will humble yourself and say, God, I don't know, a whole lot of water has gone under the bridge and a whole lot of years have gone by. But if it's still possible, nevertheless, not my will, but yours. My little crooked will that wants to throw everything away, wants to throw my faith. See, there's more at stake than what you want. You know, in the natural, your faith is at stake. Your future is at stake. The things that God has for you that you still keep asking for, all that's at stake based on whether you keep believing for something you've gotten exhausted waiting for and you saying you don't want it no more. And God's telling you, why not? You still do. Why don't you still want it? You're still here. Amen. Suppose Abraham and Sarah had said, oh, we too old, God. Now, don't come up to to get away from us with that old stuff. Huh? When I was young enough and people wasn't poking fun at me because we didn't have kids, that would have been fine. But now I'm old. They're gonna be poking fun. Listen, Sarah, they's gonna be poking fun of you anyway. Because people just like to poke fun. You understand what I'm saying? So you can't see the things that we throw away, the reasons that we throw away spiritual promises are just that foolish. You got me? They're just that idiotic. It didn't come when I thought I wanted it. Now everybody else is, you know, they doesn't matter. 
when God promises it, it's going to be a good thing. Amen. And look what that that child did. It brought Jesus into the world. Amen. Because Ishmael wasn't the one, period. And proved not to be the one. Amen. Ishmael came about. If, if you look at it, you think about it, you trace back their steps. Where would they get an Egyptian handmaiden from or Egyptian maid from? Huh? Uh, hello, Egypt. How'd they get there? And what did they do while they were there? See, Ishmael came out of a mistake that Abraham made and compounded it when he gave the maid to Sarah. Amen. And so these things have consequences, folks. So Ishmael could not have been the one because he came out of a mistake where Abraham pretended not to be married to that woman. And it carried that power with it. So Ishmael carried the power to to split that household up. And he almost did. You got me? And so these are the thing and only God knows how all of that stuff works. You know, I just my my little brain trying to figure out I you know, it might take me fifteen years to trace all that back and then figure out that's how she got there. But but this is why Ishmael, one of the reasons why Ishmael was discounted. Because he didn't come the right way. And he carried with him an inheritance that could not figure into God's plan. You got me? And so the one that God chooses is the one that he chooses. And faith knows the choices you want. Faith knows the depths of your heart and what you want. He knows when your flesh is engaged. And he'll make your flesh starve to see whether your heart really desires something or not. Amen? All the little frivolous things we thought were going to make us happy, happy. Now there's, you know, the opportunities for those are gone. God will see if you really, really want something the right way by the Spirit. And so when we understand that faith is not going to be denied, faith is going to force its way into say, I know people don't like that. Holy Spirit's a gentleman. I ain't talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the force of faith. This faith, the spirit of faith by itself. You know, the gift of faith is what God uses to perform miracles. The gift of faith will change how do you think the uh, the fisherman could be in a body of water that didn't produce all night long and then all of a sudden they got two nets full of fish the gift of faith forced them over to them boats amen and they couldn't help but pull in those fish because by the time they got to pulling them things were full of fish where they were empty before so faith did that. Faith on Jesus' words did that. It will cause things to materialize out of nothing. We need to respect it, folks. We really do. Once you start praying for something and you know that, that God's assured you it's yours, respect the force of faith because it's going to force something. going to force sickness out and health in. It's going to force you to, to quit picking up something you used to lean on all the time you know that that kind of thing it'll it'll force you as my nephew Stephen years ago he he wasn't a believer you understand what I'm saying and and he had a cane and was walking and I had heard he got injured and I and I, it seemed to me it was a year ago or two years or so he's still on the cane 
And I said, are you still in that cane? What's that from? Yeah, you know, I had an accident. And I said, let me pray for you. And I just grabbed and prayed for him. He was trying to get away from me all the time because he owed me some money for my car I sent him. So here, hey, no, you know, come on now. Who's got faith? You can't even tell whose faith is in operation in that situation. He running from me. I'm grabbing him. The Holy Ghost is trying to help the both of us. But he said he got to the mall, and when he got all the way to the store in the mall, he remembered he didn't have his cane. He said, I walked back and got my cane on the way back. I said, I must not need this anymore. He said, this leg is healed. It feels fine. Do you understand what I'm saying? So don't don't think faith is, you know, I'm in faith. I'm out of faith. Oh, my faith must be wicked. Quit trying to judge him. You judging something you don't know even anything about. Just keep doing, do what you suppose. Take care of your end. Don't be judging faith. Take care of what you take care of. Keep believing God. Keep worshiping God. Keep thanking him for what he's already given you. You ain't waiting on nothing. Amen. He's given it to you already. And just allow the spirit of faith to further convince you, help you, straighten you up, give you peace. Sometimes we need more peace than we need things. Amen. Things make you delirious. And when you don't have them, you delirious. I mean, come on now. That ain't it. We need to get our spirit man in gear to to obey God and obey him faithfully. Amen. All right. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word and thank you for understanding. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that faith is a force to be reckoned with. And we thank you, Lord, that we will respect your faith. The faith of the Son of God. For us, it's a borrowed faith. It originates with us. We can't control it. Faith is eternal. It was with God in the beginning. So how could we know that much about it? All we know is how to obey the Holy Spirit and obey your word and believe that we receive it when we pray. So, Lord, we thank you that we have prayed and we have believed. And we thank you that you will bring it to pass. You know, I I want you to quit falling into the trap of saying, I'm waiting on. You got me? I'm waiting on the manifestation. I'm waiting on my healing. Just put that out of your mind and believe you have it already. In spite of how you feel, is it? Do what Abraham did. Consider not. He could. When people will say, "Well, where's where's your baby?" You know, he said he's up here. Look up here. That's him. Look down at the sand. That's him. If you just want to know, but that ain't your business. God promised it to me, and He's in my heart. Amen. So your manifestation is in your heart. Amen. Faith is your manifestation. Amen. And that will train you not to be influenced by the natural realm, which is temporary. So it's subject to change at any time. God will keep you in peace. He'll keep you pain free. My right, Pastor Shirley? He taught you how to consider not the pain that was in her hip. And that's what drove most people to You know? So think a devil you're a liar that's okay we good praise god so she was able to work with god in the scripture 
And she said, Abraham, consider not. Show me how to do that. Because if I'm going to get my healing supernaturally, i got to not consider the pain. Is that right, Poppy? You, you can consider not the pain that's in your, whatever it is in your body. You don't have to consider it. Amen? God will get you, your faith will help you not to. So God will keep you comfortable while he's working on your natural side. Amen? He's working on it. He's working on it. Amen? And so this is how you get your miracle from God. You have to stretch yourself out a little bit. I know we all want everything instantly. We live in an instant age where people are going to hell so fast. That's what's instant out there. You got me? But God is still working. He's still moving. He's still helping his people. There's a reason we wait. Amen. There's a reason it's prolonged. And we don't, we're not in charge of that. So we just got to trust God even through that. That there's a purpose in what he's doing. But your faith is your manifestation. You got it in your spirit. Amen. If your healing weren't real, your faith would, couldn't pick up. Amen. Your faith picks up on stuff because it's real. Amen. It's there. You know, when God said, let there be, you know, let there be light and it was dark everywhere, where did that light come from? Came out of God. It was in Him, just like your car is in you, your children are in you, your spouse is in you, everything you need, your healing's in you, everything you need is in you. So you begin to speak it out, not forth, because you ain't calling it. You're speaking it out. Why you speak it out? So you can hear it and believe it. We just have to have confidence in the word. Do what the words say do. You know what I'm saying? Just do what the words say do. We don't have to understand everything. Our understanding the best of us. You know what I'm saying? And I won't go into more detail. But, you know, natural things are, are passing away as we speak. They're not going to stay here. So you, we need to connect and stay connected to the supernatural at all times. Because that's really what's going to come to pass. What you can bring here with your faith is what's permanent. Amen. So let's get busy. Amen. God will take care of you. He's not going to let you die while you're believing to be healed. Amen. He has already healed us. So you ain't about dying. Amen. If death comes to you, you have a perfect right to refuse it. But the doctors say, well, they going to die too. You understand what I'm saying? They don't know. They don't know what you know if you're in the word of God. So stay with the word. Stay with what God says. Amen? So what God says will come to pass. Guaranteed by his son's blood. He's already given his life for it. That means it must come to pass. And he can't redig on it because he's already paid for it with his life. So, Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you and we bless you. Thank you, Lord, for our time of fellowship with our Detroit family. We bless our bread and our water. Thank you for taking sickness from the midst of us. If anybody needs prayer, come on up and I'll pray for you. Praise the Lord.
pray for people on the internet. People from on the internet need a touch from God. We all need one. So Lord, we thank you. You're the God of all flesh. Nothing's too difficult for you. Holy Spirit, by the spirit of faith, go into bodies and drive out sickness today. We thank you, Lord, that we are healed now. We're not waiting on anything. And we thank you, Lord, for now manifestations. Of healing, Father, people are waiting to feel something or think something. And, Father, where it's possible, bypass that and let these people know for a certainty that their believing is not in vain, that you are working on their behalf right now. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen again.
through our declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I don't have whatever it is you're battling in your body, your your finances, your mind, whatever it is. And it can't get me. And we thank you, Father. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Amen, amen, amen again. It is so decreed. Amen. Praise God.